Hey guys, you are tuned in to Lit Talk with yours truly, Keita G. Here we bring you the hottest urban literature and urban fiction. And I'm so pleased to introduce a new friend to the show by the name of Lady Legacy. She is author of Cheat Once, Pay Twice, Karma is a Bit, and trust me, this is a very juicy book. So let me tell you a little bit about this book. So Lady Legacy brings us a tale of Mariticide. The author introduces us to characters Deja and Prime. So on the surface of things, the two have it all, a family, stability, and commitment. But underneath it all, there is a string of realities that threaten the relationship and the lives of all parties involved. Deja and Prime uncover secrets that will leave you considering the severities of infidelity, honey. What happens when love is betrayed? Who wins in the end? And is it worth the vengeance? After all, when all hearts are on deck, everyone is fair game. Hello. Hi, thank you for calling the show. Hi. <laughs> Later. Hey, everyone. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so thank you so much once again. I, first and foremost, just to give my audience uh, an idea of who you are. First of all, Lady Legacy is an Amazon bestseller. Just to clarify, what are the three different categories that you're you were number one in recently? Um, well, here recently, I've been number one in um, African American urban fiction, um, African American short stories, African American romance, and also African American mystery. Yes. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so I read that your writing experience actually began um, at 11 years old and you um, started off with poetry and expressing emotions and things like that. Talk about that. Well, when I was 11 years old, um, I was a real quiet little girl. Like, um, I'm very outspoken now, but back then I used to keep a lot of my feelings inside. So that was the only way to express myself or how I felt was through poetry. And if I was angry at my parents or if I had a bad day at school or if I liked a little boy or, you know, if whatever I want to be when I grow up, I always, or how I felt that day or how was my day, I always just wrote it in poetry because I never really um, expressed myself to family and friends, only to my sister. But other than that, I kind of kept my feelings to myself. And that was a way of me dealing uh, with my emotions is through my poetry. Hmm, I like that. And I, when I talk to a lot of authors, they all, tell me most of them tell me that they actually began with poetry it's something about um what the writer pours into the the emotions and the feelings that they pour into their craft that actually gives their craft that uniqueness so would you say that your poetry you know you as a child um and your love for poetry and expressing your emotions because you were very uh were you recluse as a child or were you just quiet I was 
I was quiet, but like if, as far as it was my feelings is concerned, but as far as family gatherings and stuff, you know, I opened up then, but like stuff that I sh- truly felt deeply about, I kind of kept that to myself because I was just a real private person when it came to my personal feelings. And I kind of guarded that like a brick wall. And I, I was only open to my sister, which is, she's like two years younger than me. And that was the only person I ever expressed to besides on pen and paper how I really felt about things. Hmm. So fast forward to um, your initial decision to write a book, which you were actually influenced by your sister and your publisher, right? I was. Um, so t- tell us a little bit about that. What made you, just, what did they say to you to make you say, okay, you know what? I think I'm going to um, write this book. Well, um, first of all, like when I started, um, being a real avid reader because I had put reading down so back in 2013 I actually started reading and I used to read maybe like 100 books a year like I used to read a whole lot and then I, I was like I can kind of see myself doing this but I was too scared I guess and didn't have enough confidence to put myself out there like that so back in January 2014 um um, TGP, which is True Glory Publishing, uh, reached out mm-hmm. to me because they saw me like reviewing a lot of books and I had my own like um, reading group going. Um, Let's share urban fiction on Facebook. And Shamit reached out to me and wanted me to be um, the admin for his True Glory Publishing publications, I'm sorry, um, company. And I was like, sure. But then as I did that, he kept saying, you can do this, like you need to write. And my sister was like, cause we both were avid readers and still are. And she was like, like you need to put out a book. And I was like, you need to put out a book. And she was like, you need to put out a book. And I was like, when she she initially put out her first book before me and I was like, God, how bad was it? She, she was like, it wasn't bad at all. It's just like expressing your feelings or whatever. Like you just, need to put down a story on paper just start so after being encouraged and encouraged by Shamik and my sister Monique um I actually start dibbling dabbling on my computer actually I started out on Google Doc I wasn't even on Word when I first started so I started out <laughs> on Google Doc just typing a storyline and I'm like okay this is flowing pretty good this sound like it's making sense and I just right. kept going with it and going with it till I had like a whole book done. And I was like, wow. And I gave it, submitted it. And after that, I released my first book, Scandalous Affairs, July 2017. And the rest is history. Hmm. So before we get into, um, you know, uh, becoming the accomplished writer that you are, just let's take it back just a slight bit. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your experience as True Glory Publications Facebook administrator? Because I, I can, I can, I can imagine that this has uh, contributed. Your, uh, you having that background has contributed to you gaining a, an audience. What was that like transitioning from being an administrator to actually being an author and promoting books that ultimately you would eventually write? What was that experience like? It was an awesome experience. First of all, the um, avid readers that um, they have are 
very great supporters. Um, they welcomed me with open arms and gave me, you know, all the criticism, good and bad, that I needed to make it in this industry. I must say, without a shadow of a doubt, that was my great foundation that got me started because I initially kept trying to back away from it, but as God is my witness, this is my calling and this is what I love to do. And I and I appreciate every supporter um, that has read my book, that has um, reviewed my book and have that have texted me or inboxed me and let me know, you know, what they got out of a book that I've written. So I really appreciate that. So yes, um, the supporters welcomed me with open arms and it was an awesome experience and it's still an awesome experience that I'm still experiencing to this day so thank you all for reading and supporting me I couldn't be here without none of you all so thank you mm-hmm. well thank you for being a, an awesome writer because before we get into this book <laughs> I just want to continue on with my questions but I can't wait to talk about the characters in your book because um, it really shows you in a different light. Right. And as far as like, you know, it's hard to believe that you started off as this shy, quiet 11 year old poet who ultimately starts writing fiction and mysteries and things like that. So I can't wait to get into that. But you also have been a blog talk radio host. And um, you went as Miko Minaj. I did. What was that that like? And what did your show focus on? Um, That was a very, very awesome experience. Another um, salute to Shamit for even starting that. Um, He presented it to me and we started that. And I started out just interviewing um, True Glory publication authors. And um, it was a very awesome experience. It helped me to learn a little bit about the industry before I became a part of the industry. So that was an awesome experience. And I got to learn a lot of people's backgrounds, what inspired them, what um, inspired them to write, what inspired them to write the particular story that they wrote in different genres. Like I learned so much from other authors. It really um, helped me to become a better author myself by learning, just learning from the veterans was a great experience for myself. Hmm. And who would you contribute to uh, influencing your writing? Because you have some really good, um, you have an awesome uh, presence when it comes to being an author, as far as how you give your characters voices. who would you who would you say inspired that? Okay, well, I have a, a lot of authors that have contributed to that. Um, even authors that's not necessarily from True Glory Publications, but um, at first, you know, I do love 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 um, Joy Deja Joy and Jay um, Nika Michelle Sonovia uh, Alexander. Um, David Weaver um, and I also going to give my my sister a shout out Miss Lady um, Neek um, it's just it's, it's just so many 
you can't really just pinpoint one person because when you've read from so many authors like I want to give my salute to all these urban um, fiction authors because what we do is not easy and it, it doesn't come overnight but it's it's a lot of hard work and um, I just want to salute all the ur- urban um, fiction authors out there hmm I like that so okay 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 all right, so let's. I'm so excited to get into this. But cheat once, pay twice, is your craft, okay? And it really, and it's one of your latest. Um, and what I love most about it, which I love about most fiction, is the characters. Yes. So we're gonna get into Deja Rain. Deja Rain. <laughs> She's somebody Ooh, to know. <laughs> first of all, let me just, if we could sum her up in a few words, I wrote down a few words and you tell me if you agree and if you want to add something. Okay. So first I have narcissist. Mm-hmm. Then I have paranoid. Mm. Then I have treacherous. Yes. <laughs> I have loyal. Yes. I have selfish. Yes. I have deviant. Okay. I have compassionate. You see where we're yes, going here, right? Yes. Like all over the place. Yes, yeah, she is all over the place. Yes, she is. Um, she, this this chick is is a chick that wants you to be faithful. <laughs> no, uh, and if you're not faithful to her, it comes with a terrible cost. She's put her heart on the line twice. And it has backfired, and she's not playing no games about breaking her heart at all. <laughs> so everything you do come with an awful consequence when it comes to Miss Deja. So without giving all the juicy tidbits about the story, because if you want to know what we're talking about, you're gonna have to read the book. But from what I get from her, right, she's confident. And she's attractive, she right? Is. But for some reason, I feel like she doesn't believe. Yeah, it. she Deja is um, twenty nine years old. She's beautiful. She's brown, beautiful brown skin, five foot seven, long legs. Um, when she look into the mirror, I'm sure she see this beautiful girl. But in the back of her mind, she have all these insecurities due to previous things she's been through in life which all women you know if you've not been through um some bad relationships it's gonna put some insecurities in you but this chick is one of the few chicks that will act out on her insecurities if she feel like you done her wrong she will do you worse (laughs) (laughs) now she has she exudes a perfect in my opinion, like she exudes this like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde duality in her character. So on the outside, she's a victim. Yes. Yes. Right? Um, and, but in her mind, and, and also she's a victim in her mind. Um, but on the inside, there's this underlying evil that has been created by this uh, villainous side of her. Like, yes. Talk about the gang effect of Deja's character. What was it like crafting that and making sure you don't overdo one without overdoing the other? Or, to, or because there, there's a balance, but we know what the uh, 
we know what what ultimately um, outweighs the other. And I think anyone who's reading it out outright, they're gonna say, you know, her evil side outweighs her good side. So, what was it like crafting the yin yang effect? Well, it was. I actually um, worked on her character and worked on her character because I didn't know at first how I wanted to portray her, but. I wanted to portray the good, the bad, the ugly, the kind, the sweet. I like all the characteristics that you named about her. I wanted the audience to see that because we've all felt all these emotions, but it's not normal to act on them. So I just want to stretch her out beyond the limit, like make her um, be this victim, like you said, but also be a villain. So... Mm-hmm. So that was my way of torture <laughs> in Deja. Oh boy, oh child, she is something, something. And what what I love about Deja, mm-hmm. right? Deja knows who she yes. is. She does not deny who she is. She does not apologize. Mm-hmm. She is apologetically who she is. And what I love most is that her mother is aware. Yes. <laughs> You know? That's- and I think that was significant because a lot of times when you see people like Deja, usually these people don't have someone they can trust to even share these these right. demons that they deal with. So what was it like throwing the mom in there? And they- I, I, I had to have someone that, like you said, that she could talk to because it's Deja's brother um, unfortunately, um, it's locked up. So this is the only person that she can confide to. Our mother mm-hmm. knows all her secrets, but she keeps them to herself. She's already lost one child, and I'm pretty sure deep down inside, she don't want to lose Deja either. So she kind of, mm-hmm. this is her only daughter. So she like she knows she got issues, but she she's tried to beat up for her daughter. But she's not gonna. She she don't want to snitch on her daughter either. So she don't want her daughter to see her as a person that also have betrayed her like the other men have in her life. So her mother is just trying to walk a very fine line between prime and between Deja and also trying to be a grandmother <laughs> to the daughter. So uh, the granddaughter. So her mom. Her, her mother is actually in a bad predicament but she is trying her best to yeah. soothe her daughter and to keep her daughter on the right path without interfering too much because she don't want Deja to turn on her as well yeah I feel like Deja is such a strong character that she doesn't even realize that she victimizes everyone that she comes right. in contact with from the beginning <laughs> of the book from the beginning yes. of the book until the very ending she victimized even yes. herself. That is wrong, this character, which which leads me into the theme, right? So there's several themes, but the the most the, the theme that stands out to me is infidelity, yes. right? So um it basically suggests that infidelity is a physically and a psychological action um that can have very adverse effects on all parties. That's involved, true, right? So there are many in relationship scenarios. Um, but why did you choose the idea of infidelity as the most troubling factor of a seemingly 
decent relationship from the outside looking in because from the outside these two have it all they have a great home they have uh cars they have a child they're getting ready to get married but no one is outwardly discussing the turmoil that their relationship is in everyone is just existing so you could have went different directions mm-hmm. with their relationship. Why did you take the infidelity and to the extremities of what infidelity could do to a relationship? Why did you choose Basically, that? Basically, one reason I chose that is because I, I used to watch, you ever watch this show, Snap? <laughs> you see what people? Yeah, I think that, that show yes, is dangerous. Yes, it, it makes me uh, want to enlighten. Um, things I've seen on Snap where people really can lose it because of infidelity. And Deja is just one of those people that will actually snap. Now, some of these um, scenarios that is in her mind and it caused things to truly act themselves out because she's pushing the men away in her life because in her mind, people are always cheating on her. She just have these Um, underlying insecurities even through the beautiful person she is that she kind of pushed people in that direction and that also let us know that us as females we are not perfect like if we have insecurities and we keep saying this that and the third about a guy we can actually push that gentleman or that man into that direction to cheat on you not necessarily that he want to cheat on you but you don't say it so much that you talked it into existence and that's basically what Deja have did her entire relationships that she's had she's pretty much is uh self-destructing every relationship and then she blames the person after she self-destructs it mm-hmm. yeah i agree and then it's you know also, that you know, even though we have this uh, idea of infidelity, there's this also this strong idea of death, mm-hmm. right? So, and then it's not just physical death, but there's also the death of mm-hmm. uh, trust, um, death of any expectations that may have been brought forth because of infidelity, you know. So, what was it like to, you know, um, to have that looming because she could have left everyone, you know, as they were, but that's mm-hmm. not how it goes mm-hmm. down in the story. So struggle with that the idea. The one thing about Deja, like she just mm-hmm. wanna be loved. She wants the idea of relationship. It's just hard for her to be in that idea of relationship with all her mind telling her things or suggesting things. Um I don't want to, you know, get too much into details or whatever, but she could have some mental issues. <laughs> like she really self-sabotage everything um, that comes her way. And when she goes ballistic, she cuts really deep. Like she, like she don't want you to even yeah. exist after. If you're gonna leave her, you're gonna leave her in a casket. Okay. <laughs> like she ain't playing no games. <laughs> And just word to the guys out here who want to play the game of breaking women's hearts, playing with women's emotions, even though this character does a lot to contribute to the turmoil of her relationship, 
I think it's important on both parties, not just the men, but also women too. You cannot play absolutely not people's hearts because you do not know what these people are feeling that they're right. not expressing, right? Because we never really know um, who we're dealing with, and I think that is also an extreme theme. Like that is, you 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 just That's never true. know who you're dealing with. So now you, and and in this case, these people didn't know who they were dealing with until it was way too late. But there's an extreme plot twist, right? That occurs yes. when Deja ultimately <laughs> is made aware that he's wrong, but it's right. not her fault. You understand? So you guys, you're gonna see that when you read the book, but what were your intentions? Um, did you have for the um, audience when you were crafting that rising action, which ultimately shifts the entire direction of the story? Because, for the whole entire story with, with Deja we're like yes, yeah girl yes. get him <laughs> and then and it goes from yeah girl you need to get him to oh my god girl you taking it too far to oh my god it's, it's right. just, there's no coming oh back from really have messed up for real <laughs> yes. so at the end it's like oh I, you know it's kind of like a double edged sword because you're like on one hand you're like you know Deja deserves to get her due justice but yes. then it's like oh my god what did you, you ultimately do? what did you do and like oh my god prime what did she do to you oh so and nothing with prime he's something <laughs> else we'll get into <laughs> we'll get into that too well, what was it like to to create that rising action were you going back and forth with that idea of should I throw this in there should I just take it all the way well, how did that work out the story to remain interesting and I didn't want it to be predictable so and anything that I could throw in to make it unpredictable and to make it fun and make you like sit on the edge of your bed that's what I was running with and that's what I wanted the readers to feel I want um, you all to feel um, deep emotions. I want you to feel um, anger, sadness, excitement. I want to just to feel like you're riding a roller coaster. It's a short story, but it's a lot of action in this short story. So I just wanted to be like a, a fun roller coaster ride from like the beginning to the end. There will be a sequel to this. So it, the action will keep going. So it's going to be much more where you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's gonna be much more action. I can't wait to put that out there. So, just to get into Prime briefly before we close out the uh, discussion about the book, but Prime is oblivious to the severity of Deja's yes. heartbreak, right? Because we know we learned that she's heartbroken way before yes. everything hits the fan. We already, she's already heartbroken. And that's the thing I think that um, is so significant about this story. Because this story reflects what it looks like, uh, what miscommunication exactly. looks like in a relationship and how far it can go if things are not brought to the surface. And he is significant because he knows he has destroyed the relationship and he's he's not remorseful about it. But the sad part is that he's really unaware of how invested Deja is in every relationship yes. that she encounters. What was it like with Prime? Because Prime is like, okay, he takes good care of her. He loves his daughter. He loves his fiance, but there are things um, there's something significant about 
his approach to his infidelity right. and it has a lot to do with sex which strikes that discussion of exactly. how important sex really is in a relationship and is it that important where you are as a person as a participant in a relationship you're that willing to jeopardize something good because Deja on the outside doesn't seem like something bad. The only thing he seems to have a complaint about is that she doesn't have right. sex with him as often as he would want to. So it's just a discussion of how important do you think sex is in a relationship? Was yes, that something that you were um, aiming to do? Absolutely. Like, One thing about, about men, if you in a relationship, I mean, sex is a normal part of relationships. If that man is not getting what he wants at home, hello, ladies, he's gonna go somewhere else and get it. That's just mm. that's just the way it works. Um, you have some men that was, you know, hold off longer than others, but the ending is gonna be the same. So Deja, <laughs> Deja <laughs> thinks, oh, I can punish him by, you know how we women think, oh, I can punish him by not giving him none. Well, after a while, that's not going to be punishment because he's going to find somebody else he's going to get that from. And then after, and then after that, you're going to hmm. end up ultimately punishing yourself because he's going to be getting it somewhere else. And you're going to be really in one of Deja positions, angry, frustrated, you know, just felt like it's confused. Yeah. Confused. And feel like you've been used and all of that. Very confused. So... That was mm-hmm. that was um, my main approach to adding that little twist because a lot of women do use sex as a weapon. We do. I think we all is guilty of guilty mm-hmm. of it at least once in, in our lives. And I can say I'm honestly I've been guilty several times in my life. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I'm sorry. I feel like guy. You you run around here and you, right. you sex 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 do most of your and you get someone that's good and okay so the sex stops so that's that to me is not fair for you to declare your love for someone put a ring on it and then right. turn around because they don't want to have sex with you you go and you just totally destroy everything because this yes. guy doesn't Wait, just feel it okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much more and you guys are going to have to get the book because we're not going to give you any more we've given you a significant amount of information to get you out there downloading Lady Legacy has several books about 10 okay with two have, you have two sequels um, so far right I have Chase a Chick Chase, Never Chase a Chick One, that's two. a sequel Scandalous Affairs um, is a sequel mm-hmm. um uh, Drea and Drake is going to be a sequel. Um, Cheat Once, Pay Twice, Carmen's a, a, a Bitch is a sequel. Um, and <laughs> Candy Cane Addiction is a sequel. So, yeah, I got like, I would say five sequels out there. You guys, and you can, you can all get all of these books on Amazon, you can download, you can get Kindle. It's on Kindle Unlimited as well. 
And do you have a website that you can let our listeners know or your uh, No, not at this time, platform? but you can go to uh, Amazon, my whole um, bibliography is on there. Um, I have that listed. And you can also follow me on um, Author Lady Legacy on Facebook, Author Lady Legacy on Instagram, and Author Lady Le- Legacy on Snapchat. Please add me. I love you all. And I will follow you back if you are an avid reader. Um, and just uh, review, read, and review. I love you and I appreciate everything that you've done for me tonight, Kita. It was amazing. Thank you so much. Oh, Lady Legacy, thank you for coming up to the show and becoming a new friend. And I can't wait to bring you back up here so we can discuss all the other stories. I think what we need right now in in the climate that we're in as far as a society is concerned is we need some good read and you provide that to us and we want to thank oh, you thank as you. well <laughs> so <laughs> you're very welcome and thank you for coming on to the show to all my listeners you know I got y'all with the with the reads I got y'all with the talent and I got y'all with the black businesses so thank you for tuning in until we Good meet night. again my friends bye thank you <laughs> bye bye <laughs>